Welcome to this week's episode of Business Wise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Today, we're going to talk about security and investment. Now, these are times when security is probably of some concern to a lot of people because there appear to be many random factors in the culture and in the environment that are not under our control. Now, if you've been following our earlier episodes, uh, particularly the final episode from last year, which was, I think, episode 61 from volume one, we called it The Future and Your Future. And then we had an earlier episode uh, called Three Steps to Causation, which was episode 26 of volume one last year. Now, these episodes and many, many others are intended to put you at cause, no matter what is happening in your environment. I mean, that's really the whole idea, business-wise anyway, right? But I thought we would address the subject of security head-on in this episode because I don't want you feeling insecure in these troubled times. And there really is no need to be. It's also true, I also get asked frequently, I guess because of my association with groups, businesses, and organizations of all kinds, and my, my study of the Hubbard Management System, what do I suggest when it comes to financial investment? Members naturally want to invest sensibly and they want to attain the highest level of security for their future that they can. And of course, that makes sense. So that's what we're going to talk about. But let's make one thing clear from the outset in this episode. I am not an expert in the area of investment when it comes to stocks, bonds, real estate, melted cheese. I, I'm not denigrating those who are either. There is a tech to everything, and I respect those who become expert in their field, whatever that field is, and I have many members who are truly expert in this area. The expertise of those of us at Wise East US is in the Hubbard management system, not Wall Street. And if I was to give any advice along these lines, and I have given this advice at times, it would be like, look, if you're going to invest, invest in a company or a project that is founded on and utilizes Hubbard management principles including the ethics that Mr. Hubbard teaches. And for real. In other words, don't look at those who just say that they are using Hubbard management principles or invested in those principles. Do your own homework and use your own eyeballs and knowledge of this technology. The easiest thing in the world for some unethical cat to do is to position himself or herself uh, with some aspect of L. Ron Hubbard's technology or some aspect of the Harvard management system in order to build trust when they, in fact, are not using a bit of it. Or perhaps they associate on the communication lines of those bound together through our use of this technology, since there is a high level of ethics and trust amongst us. Sometimes unethical people or individuals will um, associate with groups like ours and uh, take advantage of the bonds between us. But keep an eye out for the wolf in sheep's clothing... Though uh, I would hardly call us sheep, perhaps something more like uh, a treacherous hyena garbed as a lion. But remember, even lions can be stupid and get fooled, believe me, and they can be harmed. So always, always check things out for yourself 
and thoroughly before you make decisions on investments of any kind and keep everything in writing with your T's crossed and your I's dotted. This would be my best advice when it comes to that sort of investment in security. But, 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 I am going to talk to you today about T-R-U-E, true security, and the best investment you could possibly make. So this is from Mr. Hubbard, dated 15 October 1951. He covers this in a lot of places, but I love this quote. It's just so perfect. Quote, there's only one security. And when you've lost that security, you've lost everything you've got. And that is the security of confidence in yourself. To be, to create, to make any position you want to make for yourself. And when you lose that confidence, you've lost the only security you can have. And yet a man, as he lives through life, postulates a way to himself that self-confidence. Self-confidence is self-determinism. One's ability to determine his own course. As long as one has that, he's got the universe in his pocket. And when he hasn't got that, Not all the pearls in China, nor all the grain and corn in Iowa can give him security because that's the only security there is. End quote. Not from Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Okay. Look, in all this, uh, I guess you could say chaos, uh, certainly disorder. You don't want to go as far as call it chaos. I might call it chaos. Uh, and uncertainty. There is always something you're always going to bring with you. There's not, There's something that no system can bring down. There's no uh, erstwhile investment that one considered to be infallible that the bottom all of a sudden falls out of. You know, you have plenty of, quote, blue chip companies that have been thought to be reliable investments, now not so reliable, clearly. And there's a lot of turmoil. But in all of that, there is one thing you're always going to carry around with you, and that is you. So there may be a run on banks someday, who knows, but there'll never be a run on you. And your own self-confidence, and your own self-determinism, and your own ability to determine your own course. So if we take that into consideration, then we know that the stronger you are, the more confident you are, the more aware you are, the more able you are, then, of course, the more secure you are. And uh, I've personally made this experiment, and I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if a few of you, I don't know if you have or you haven't, but I, I made this experiment just for the hell of it to go out with nothing uh, for a couple of months and uh, see how I survived. Did just fine. Made tons of friends very fast. Uh, was shortly ensconced with, uh, you know, great place to live and great friends and, you know, brand new gig of some sort to support myself. I was just done uh, for the hell of it, really. Basically, I'm kind of testing this uh, datum. It's a, it's a wonderful thing to know that no matter what happens, you have the competence and the confidence 
to create whatever they, whatever the heck you want in whatever circumstances you find yourself in. And that's real security, man. That is real security. I might even invite some of you to just give that a try just for fun. It is kind of fun. And sort of reassure yourself once you, of course, have made uh, some effort to increase that self-confidence and ability to determine your own course. Because when you've got that, you've got the whole universe in your pocket. So from that, we can extrapolate what is the best possible investment you could make. And so uh, Mr. Harper goes into this in a lecture dated the 10th of February, 1956. I'm going to read you a relatively long quote here, but uh, this is where he spells it out. So he goes, uh, quote, now less so, less so the bank cashier, and Mr. Harper's using an example of a bank cashier, but you can plug in pretty much anything you want here. He says, uh, now less so, less so the bank cashier, he starts saving. You say, well, quote, there's nothing else for this chap. He's working there, job, and he's, only thing he can do is save money and retire in his old, where the hell do you get the idea anybody's going to retire in his old age? He's working for a bank. They're in it for themselves. He'll probably get fired at 26 years of service if they have a contract to retire him at 30. Some of them even fire them a week before they are supposed to retire anyhow, end quote. This is a great example of security not being security. Like, okay, you've got this great job. It's secure. You know you're set. You know, you've got this retirement uh, lining up. And then one day you're fired. You never thought you could be fired. You even have a contract that says you can't be fired. You're fired. Or the company goes out of business or, you know, all those things that you invested in actually turn out not to be there. And this is the kind of, this is the kind of circumstances you can find yourself in if you play that particular game exclusively. I'm not saying that, you know, there isn't a place to make investments. You want to make investments. You want to invest in homes and real estate or businesses or the stock exchange. That's up to you. And uh, just know your business when you do it. But let's just confront something here. We are investing in something that is not necessarily directly affiliated with our own creativity and our own ability and our own self-determinism. Okay. You don't know when you're when you're investing in stocks or what have you, you don't know necessarily whether the guys that are running that uh, outfit or if it's a mutual fund, the various different organizations, you don't know how ethical they all are necessarily. You don't know how competent the leadership is. You don't know whether maybe they're, <clears throat> they've got their own uh, addiction to Oxycontin or something. You don't know what, these are not areas that are directly under control. Obviously, you can influence these things, but uh, not to the extent that you have control over yourself and your own creativity and your own competence. Anyway, let's go back to this. Uh, these quotes from Mr. Hubbard. He says, uh, so some of them even fire them a week before they are supposed to retire. Anyhow, well, what the Dickens is this all about? What kind of a philosophy is this? It's a control philosophy. It's trying to get an individual to penalize himself in some fashion. The best way to penalize yourself is to start believing everything is scarce and that you'd better save it. Isn't that interesting? This is what Mr. Hubbard says here. He says, the best way to penalize yourself is to start believing everything is scarce and that you'd better save it. 
What are you saying about your own competence, your own self-determinism and your own creativity? If you start going, oh man, you know, I don't know, better hang on to this because I could never create it again. Or this is all getting scarce and, uh, you know, I better, I better hold on to it in case, uh, you know, it all vanishes in some way and I can't create something. You, you get the idea. You're actually starting to penalize yourself. He goes on to say this. Uh, go back to his bank cashier. He says, quote, the bank cashier, what's he doing? A bank cashier. You know, every once in a while, I hear some father say to his son, you know, well, I worked and slaved and so forth and finally sent you through school, bought you nice clothes and set you on your way. And here I am, old and gray. You know, the only answer to that is, why the hell didn't you make more money? I'm afraid that's not very, not very sun-like, but really, it's the truth. Papa was making a game out of not creating in some fashion. End quote. Uh, as, as Mr. Harvard says, not very sun-like, but there is truth to that. You know, where did you stop creating? Where did you stop getting the idea that there had to be a scarcity? And, you know, I'm old and gray. You know, I have no competence left. I have no creativity left. I just want to remind you of the earlier quote that we started this episode with. He says, this is from Mr. Albert, there's only one security. And when you've lost that security, you've lost everything you've got. And that is the security of confidence in yourself to be, to create, to make any position you want to make for yourself. And when you lose that confidence, you lost the only security you can have. And yet a man, as he lives through life, postulates postulate is to make a decision about something or the one's future. So he says, and yet a man, as he lives through life, postulates a way to himself that self-confidence. And then he defines it. He says, self-confidence is self-determinism, one's ability to determine his own course. So what Mr. Hubbard is saying here is that as we get older, we tend to make decisions that take us away from this self-confidence, self-determinism. We're getting too old for this. I'm too old for this. I don't have the energy for this anymore. I don't, you know, I don't have what I used to have. I can't keep up with what's going on. I'm not, you know, staying up to date on modern technologies and I'm kind of lost. Whatever those decisions, those postulates are, one is postulating a way to himself that self-confidence. You know, well, you know, I better save this and I better, you know, I better hang on to this or I better you know, uh, accumulate all this stuff and this stuff is somehow going to give me my security. No, you're postulating away that security. That's what you're doing. And uh, nothing wrong with having a bunch of stuff if that's what you want, but uh, don't look to it for your license to be alive and to be creative and to be confident and to be secure. You want to have 20 houses, fine, but they may not be there sometime. And uh, But you will be there. You will be there with yourself. Uh, there, there, there's no way around that. Uh, there's one person you can always be sure of that's always going to be around you, and that's you. To review that earlier quote, he says, self-confidence is self-determinism, one's ability to determine his own course. As long as one has that, he's got the universe in his pocket. And when he hasn't got that, not all the pearls in China, nor all the grain and corn in Iowa can give him security, because that's the only security there is. That's from Mr. Hubbard from 15 October 51. Now, coming back to uh, our bank cashier and his uh, lecture of 10 February 1956, he says, uh, just to remind you where we left off, he said, 
Uh, he was talking about Papa. Papa was making a game out of not creating in some fashion. I'm sorry to go back and forth between these two references, but I just want to—I want to put them each in each other's context for the purpose of what we're trying to uh, accomplish with this episode. So, just we're going back to the the, the 56 lecture now. He says, uh, "You know, you know, the only answer to that is why the hell didn't you make more money?" And then Mr. Everett says, I'm afraid that's not very sun-like, but really, it's the truth. Papa was making a game out of not creating in some fashion. Then he goes on to say this. Now, if you think the money is the end of the effort, you're making a bad mistake there, too, because it actually is merely a representation of your creativeness. That's all it is. It merely rep represents it in some fashion. I'm going to give that to you again. Now, if you think the money is the end of the effort, you're making a bad mistake there, too, because it actually is merely a representation of your creativeness. That's all it is. It merely represents it in some fashion. And if your creativeness is good, you don't have to worry about saving any money. Your best investment, here we go. Here's Mr. Hubbard's statement of your best investment. Your best investment is your own skill and your own ability to put things back together again, your ability to stand on two feet and live. That's your best investment in the world, end quote, L. Ron Hubbard. And that is for sure. So if you're ever in a position where you're considering, you know, should I invest in this uh, stuff over here or should I invest in myself? You just listen to this from Mr. Hubbard. What do you think is the right answer there? Because you cannot go wrong. That is the one thing no one is ever going to be able to take away from you. That's the one thing that's never going to crash. Unless you yourself crash yourself. You're the only one who can. But if you make those investments in self, increase in ability, increase in self-determinism, increase in self-confidence, okay, never miss an opportunity to do so. Make it a priority. Too many of my members, and I've cautioned against this before, they're trying to arrange their businesses and their lives so that they can then invest in themselves. Wrong sequence. Invest in self. Okay? Do not try to handle your life and your business so that you can study and become disciplined and knowledgeable in the area of Hubbard's works or Hubbard management. No. That's not going to work. You use this material to handle your life, to handle your business. So a, a dedicated commitment to learning and studying and, uh, and very importantly, uh, practicing and using this information. Don't just study it and then go back and go, wow, that was really interesting. Man, I was blown away by that episode and now I'm in my life and boy, I wish I had time to put that in or, you know, maybe I'll start next year. I don't know uh, what, go well, I do kind of know what goes through people's minds because I talk to you guys, but Bottom line is, the best time to start utilizing anything you're learning is right the heck now, okay, and start working on this project called you. Hardly make it too much of a priority. Obviously, you cannot do that at the neglect of your other, uh, the other aspects of your life. You know, don't neglect your children or your wife or your business altogether, uh, but all too often, this aspect of investing in self and one's own ability and self-confidence comes too low on the ladder. 
a priority amongst my members. I, I see it all too often. It's better now, but it, 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 you know, I have observed it to be an improving thing. I guess you could say we're kind of campaigning it in wise right now, but for certain, just read that to you again. Ms. Roberts says your best investment is your own skill and your own ability to put things back together again, your ability to stand on two feet and live. That's your best investment in the world. And then he goes on to say, and some fellow will grind away in some little brass cage endlessly and forever and I, you know, getting hunchbacked and caved in and completely sour on figures because he's, quote, saving money, end quote. You know, actually, they've destroyed him by this mechanism. You see this, end quote, Alan Hubbard. So there you go. Mystery solved. Uh, how to achieve true security, how to, uh, and the best investment you can make, uh, yourself, your own knowledge, your own creativeness, your own abilities. I brought up awareness. I brought it up many times before. I haven't particularly mentioned it so far, but yes, awareness is critical. Confront is critical. You know, all these elements uh, put together and many, many, many more add up to your creativeness, your potential to create. And with that, of course, you never have to worry about money because you can always create in any circumstance, in any environment. If you're, you know, big enough, strong enough, bad enough, uh, you will always uh, bring up the survival of yourself and very, very importantly, of course, uh, the people you care about, those around you, in your environment, and uh, hopefully a civilization. If we will unite and work with each other and uh, recognize each other as teammates and don't get into weird sort of games with each other and lock arms, we can affect a total change and reversal on this dwindling spiral of... Uh, of a civilization, and that's that's actually what we're going to do. You can bet on that. It's definitely uh, something that is being heavily, heavily worked on by many very great individuals. You just have to reach out and find each other and uh, lock arms and support those who are leading this uh, movement for a better world uh, as best as you are able to do. And, of course, invest in your own self and your own ability so that you are a greater and greater and more competent comrade in the, in this uh, mission to build a civilization uh, worthy of being called a civilization and a society that we can all fully appreciate and enjoy and uh, have fun with. Okay. Anyway, that's it for uh, today. Please let us know if you like these episodes by clicking the like button. We'd love to hear your uh, or to read your comments. Great comments come through and I get quite a few emails uh, at info at yz2s.org and uh, would like to, uh, I love corresponding with the listeners, so please don't hesitate to write us. And uh, that's it for this week. We'll talk to you again uh, in our next episode uh, next week. Thank you for listening.